would enjoy debating with you. You have a keen mind. Welcome to Debate 9, Cultural Contamination, where we have nine Star Trek-themed debates, unless there's a tie, but we've got that taken care of. 30-second arguments followed by 30-second free-for-all, and there are no prior knowledge of your debate that your debaters have of the questions, and the debaters are also the judges. And tonight's keen minds are my cousin, your cousin, everyone's cousin. Dave Mater, mm-hmm. two-time debater on this show. Yes, ready to mix it up. Yep, and and also Adam Woodward, another two-time debater. It's only been two times. If you, wow, I thought it was more. That's, if you're thinking of the Class L Probes, the show you co-founded. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also we have a, a new competitor here on the debate stage, Trekkie Bree from Trek Culture. Hello. Happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome. All right. So I'm going to get out of here because I'm not one of the debaters tonight. But I have a timer. You guys should be able to hear it. So let me just make this just test that right now. You guys hear this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it too loud and distracting? No. No. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So that's your timer. There'll be a little alarm at the end. You know, your 30 seconds is up, but you know, if you have to finish your point, finish your point. We're not too strict around here. And, uh, yeah. All right. Let's do it then. I'm going to get out of here. Good luck, everybody. Adam, you're up first. Ah, And then Dave and then then Bree. Okay. All right. Well, we're just okay. So be, yeah, am I reading this? Or I guess I am. Be it resolved. The role, uh, roles of Dr. McCoy and Dr. Crusher represent strength, determination, and expertise, but depend on the perpetrating, uh, per, sorry, depend on perpetrating the role of the subservient nurse that do the real patient care. Wow, that's a deep so, one. So, you know, I was talking to my wife about this today, and we we're we we're discussing how in the original series, McCoy, you know, he would refer to Nurse Chapel as nurse, or whoever the other nurse was in the room at the same time. Um, now, that was partially the time. However, being progressive, you think to expect a little more out of that. But jumping forward to next gen, <clears throat> when you have Dr. Crusher coming along, and again, uh, not celebrating or not really recognizing the role as of the nurse of, say, Nurse Ogawa, who was always just doing things for them. And I, I found it, uh, you know, Having, having gone through parents in the healthcare system very much recently, the nurses are the ones who do the real work. Um, and But I also will say is in Strange New Worlds, Nurse Chapel again, is a strong, independent, working, a real partner with the doctor. And, uh, and I, I find that very refreshing, especially after the two uh, series I just referenced. But, you know, to see a progressive show not recognizing a primarily female role, you know, whether it be true or not, uh is a little disappointing and uh and I, I i would expect more okay 
So uh, who's arguing which side of this? Well, it's just open. For, oh, whoever uh, yeah. wants to grab it? Yep. No, that's not how it works on this show. Come on, Adam, pick one. Well, I, 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 I took my role. I, I, I believe this. So, but um, you're, you're not the debater. You're the I judge. I why you're talking so much. You're the judge. Oh, well, there you right. go. So, thank so you. I wonder why you were yeah. talking so much. Thank you, Davin, for reminding me how this show worked. So, All right, Adam, you're no longer in charge. Dave, you're in charge. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, then I will argue against. <laughs> so I guess we will argue for. All right. Oh okay. Uh, I can go first. If you make like. me come back in there. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> okay. Um, no, no. Four always goes first. Oh my God! Don't make me. Come four goes first. Yet. All right. Well, maybe yeah. maybe you need to re-explain the rules, David, before we go into things. I put Adam in charge. All well, right. see what Adam, happens. You're the I told judge you last night. I didn't understand the rules of engagement. So. <laughs> All right, Bree. If you're four, then you go first. Thirty seconds All right. starts now. Uh, I I would have to agree with you. Uh, it you're right the only the only experience that i have watching star trek of the roles between dr mccoy and crusher the only experience that we have that goes outside of that when talking about nurse chapel is in strange new worlds so i mean everything that we need every all the examples that we see in what's named yes it's perpetuating a subservient role to the doctors okay dave over you um well, they they do serve as the doctors. Like that's the role of the nurses. They are the support staff of the of the medical leads, which are the doctors. Um, that is true in every healthcare system. I completely agree that nurses are the uh, backbone and the uh, front line of all uh, healthcare. But um, that that I don't think that's um, unconventional uh, by any means. Um, and I think that they both serve their roles, uh, important roles in that system. Am I out of time? Okay. Yeah. time? That second little sound is the 10-second warning. All right. <laughs> okay. And now, David, I'm, I'm taking a side? No, free-for-all. Oh, oh, okay. Free-for-all. Between these two, right? Dave and Bree. Yeah. You're the All judge. Right. I'm the judge. Go, guys. Well, I, I just stand by my, my statements that I don't think that that's uh, – the subservient thing is a little bit – mischaracterized i i i think that uh like it's, it's like asking why is the technician subservient to the chief engineer i'd say uh at least with mccoy and dr nurse chapel he only ever says nurse nurse it's very rare he ever even calls her by her name true but i don't think that that's necessarily uh a derogatory um uh, uh addressment uh, you know she calls him doctor and that's okay I agree. Uh, it's just that every time that it is spoken towards her, it's usually in a nurse, uh, I need this, or nurse, why are you doing that? Especially in those episodes where Nurse Chapel is portrayed as a little more ditzy when she's literally a medical professional. She shouldn't really be portrayed it as such or so. Well, yeah. Say. Adam. I'm going with Bree on this one. I, I think I think the role. I mean, the, the fact that you just called it out there. It you know she has a name, um, and as a leader, whether you're you're uh, a captain or whatever, you be, should be using this, the, the names. And if you notice on the other side of it, when they do address 
like lieutenant, it's because they're doing something wrong. It's a negative. All right. Well, unlike Adam did, don't try to uh, lead the, the witnesses here at the, the beginning of the question. <laughs> Sorry about that one. All right. Well, we know the rules, right. guys. We got an eight to go. So we, we just had we just had to go through the growing veins. I practice run. A, you're a former champion, Adam. Come on. Now. Yeah, but you think I remember things like this? Come on. I, yeah, well, no. Only I obsessively think about my Star Trek games, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. All so right. I'm judge next. Dave. Yeah. All right. Be it resolved, Badgie from Lord X is a good character. And Bree, you're going to vote, uh, argue for. Adam, you're going to vote against or argue against, I suppose. Not voting. It's not democracy. Go. All right. Slight disadvantage. Have not seen the most recent episode. So I will put that out there. However, every time that we've seen Badgie, it has been a dramatic. And also hilarious episode of Lower Decks. I don't think that there's been an episode of Badgie that has happened that people haven't talked about in a positive light. I mean, the most recent one outside of this one, we have uh, just a guest star, a beloved guest star voicing Jeffrey Combs. And of course, that episode was beloved. And Badgie, um, Badgie makes a slight appearance. But again, sorry, can't talk on the newest episode. Yeah, well, okay, the newest episode aside. Yes. Adam, to you. I, I'm saving them up till I can finish the series. <laughs> so I haven't watched one more decks this year, so I can't speak. Oh, no. Yeah, I. Same I, boat. I'm, I'm have you not seen any lower decks? Yeah, I have, but I. I can't talk to it. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Davin. This one's not working for me. Okay. Uh, well, then I guess Bree wins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, there's. Uh, I was I was looking. I guess Badgie is a good character. <laughs> good Not villain. my favorite. Not your favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. Hey, Bree's off. I, I threw you a softball here, Adam. You know, <laughs> I, I, all you had to do is uh, watch lower decks. Watch lower. I have to do is watch lower decks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Adam. Like, thanks, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam watches Trek awesome. all the time, Bree. Thank all you. Right. Yes. All right. So, Bree's first one here. All right. Am I good? Hmm. All right. Be it resolved, swearing in Star Trek is fine. Uh, Dave will put you for Adam against. Of course, swearing in Star Trek is fine. Double dumbass on you and everything on top. Like it's um, it's the colorful metaphors that make it fun. And um, I, I I do really enjoy uh, when the different characters. I remember when um, Tilly said, "This is so fucking cool," and like you know, and and Stamets just goes, "You're right. It is so fucking." So uh, that was a good moment, and I stand by it. I do have my friend Kevin who always gets upset with the swearing in Star Trek, but I don't really get it. Kevin, loosen up. <laughs> I'm with Kevin on this one. I, I don't think that Star Trek needs to to go to that, and I almost say level. Uh, you know, when you when you have it, a um, you know, when you think of all the great series up until I guess Discovery is when we first saw the swearing. Uh, even the movies didn't see the swearing. Double dumbass on you is not to me a swear word uh, from from Voyage Home. I think that was right. Uh, it's Voyage um, Home, yeah, yeah. but it's the '80s. True, and, but I, I think there's an element to Star Trek, a level of Star Trek that 
it hits without having to go to that next level. I mean, I don't, you know, we don't, I mean, very few, few times we actually, even now, swear in the workplace, you know, in front of each other. Time. <laughs> open. I forgot to hit your timer, but that's the time. Uh, yeah, open. Um, if it's gratuitous, I might be inclined to agree, but I don't think that Star Trek ever goes off the off the deep end with the swearing. They, they use it very sparingly. I think it uh, they use it to punch a certain line or a certain thing, just like most writers do. I, I, you know, if we had the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie, we never got that. Would have been interesting to see how much more swearing we would have. That would have. But I gotta say is that the the J.J. Abrams movies didn't have it in it, and I, I think that those really were stood up. They didn't swear in those movies. Um, you know, uh, this one's rough because I think it does. It is normally like a situational thing, but uh, I'll give it to Dave because I guess if we're looking at a whole, I, I can see that. But I would, I would advocate that if it's obviously like, if don't don't put it in like Prodigy. I think that would be an obscene, yes. poor decision. You know, like. And then, of course, lower decks, it's almost a given. So I I, I do sit on that, but I'll, I'll give it to you for that one. Thank you. I can see Thank overall, you. yeah. I, I, I definitely don't want to go off the deep end with it. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think kind of what you said made sense where it's like, as long as it's not gratuitous. Yeah. Uh, or they're in a they're in a time period trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. It could be funny. Yeah, um, you know, and Dave, it's funny you mentioned the, the Tarantino thing. I mean, I love Tarantino, but I just don't see that working. I yeah. Yeah, we'll never know. But apparently, we'll it was be a, a piece of the action or some version of that. So, Rhee is very nice, Jody. I'm nice too. Dave's Dave's well. Dave, those are what saying. <laughs> We've been together for a long time now. Well, but we're glad to have you with us tonight, Bree. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, just Adams. Yep. Be it resolved, Unich and Riley demonstrated much stronger leadership qualities in the first season of uh, Strange New Worlds than Will Riker did in the first season of Next Generation. Uh, three, four, Dave against. All right. Um, I would have to agree that, yes, yeah, she does demonstrate a wonderful leadership. I mean, in season one, I mean, she stands, she's steps out and saves a fellow crew member. Wait, this, yes, yeah, season one, correct? She saves a fellow crew member, showing herself to be an Illyrian, not at her own behalf. Like she's willingly throwing herself under the bus to save a fellow officer, knowing it could lose her spot in Starfleet. I don't know if you can say she demonstra demonstrated a much stronger leadership. Like, I would kind of put them sort of on par. I think that Riker has some great moments in that first season. Uh, he, he's offered the captain's chair in season one, and he turns it down, you know, because he knows he's not ready and he wants to be with the best crew possible. So that was a form of leadership. He wasn't just looking for power and for glory. He was looking to have the right career for himself. Um and he didn't have to lie on his Starfleet ap application either. Ooh. Okay, street girl. Um, well, I will say that if we're looking at strictly like leadership skills, then I would have to agree that she does demonstrate a more strict by the book. You you have to have like your your community it cannot be your subordinates and Riker does a little bit of that mingling so you could say healthy degree but when it comes to pure leadership a true leader can't intermingle like that and she does put that hard barrier up of I am 
in a leadership position to you, but I still care. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think she, she's a little too close to Lon. I think she's, uh, her, her, uh, she, her relationship with Pike, I think is good, but it's like to compare it to Riker in the first season of TNG, when he's just getting to know Picard, isn't quite a comparison either. You know, he, he he's a, he's a much younger uh, first officer than she is at that point. Um, in, in, in the respective stories. I think that uh, Riker goes on to be one of the great heroes of the Federation. He saves um, you know, us from the Borg. And I think that uh, um, he's, like, I don't know if he's inferior in his leadership abilities to Una Chin Riley. I'm going to give this one to Dave because, uh, Dave, actually, I, I, I was going the other way until uh, you brought up the point where he didn't—he he declined the captain's chair. I, I think that actually showed great leadership and, and ability to learn and to move on. So, thank you. I really like that first season. So, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Oh well, Jody still still loves me. That's good. I was worried. <laughs> Riker all the way. <laughs> um, well, she's a better singer, I think, than him for sure. No, you know, I, I, yep, I, he's I got her own trombone. Yeah, he's got her on the trombone. Play Nightbird. <laughs> okay, so now to me, I believe I will be judging this next one. Be it resolved, Starfleet is not a military organization. And this, in favor of this, will be, or uh, will be Bree against Willie Adam. All right. I'm glad I got four because I've argued this for as long as I've known. Um, while you can say it's scientific you can also say that the things that our military does is scientific i mean we've got uh for instance when i worked in the military we did a lot of weather related to our job that's still science however it's tied to a military organization you can have science in a military organization in fact that leads like that that promotes growth in that organization however you can't have war as in a scientific or like you don't see biologists going to war for against a, a, a group like the dominion for instance right so I, I'm, I'm not clear what you were arguing there is it were you saying it is or isn't oh it's a it's a military organization ah. okay so i guess adam you're on the other side i kind of intended the opposite here but it's okay oh so, i'm sorry uh, i thought you said brie i did or uh is is for it not being military. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got it. Anyway, that's fine. I misunderstood. I, I would agree with that, or I'd not agree with that, because <clears throat> just with what you were saying there, you have all kinds of divisions on there. Yes, you have a command structure and uh, that has the uh, keep going the knowledge to to fight, to be a to go to war, to to do that that sort of thing. However, their primary ex is is exploration. They say you know to explore strange new worlds, right? And, the, and that's that's the credo, right? So we're we're going with that. Like it, you know, <clears throat> I think that early in uh, Enterprise, you learn very quickly you have to have the skills to battle to fight, but it's not the primary mission. You know, we still want to explore the the, uh, the the galaxy. So because it's exploration journey. Free for all, but I think I need a little bit more about why it is and it isn't a military organization, uh, respectively. You know why, Dave? I, I, I think it simply is this, is that they do not have, that's not the primary driver. You know, it's not it's not a military organization. Yes, they have the ranks because you need that too, but it doesn't mean that you, um, you have that uh, military bent. And um, and because of the, the exploration part of it and the, all the, the, 
the, the signs of it. It just doesn't work. Okay. Any counterpoints, Bree? Before. Um, I, all I will say, yeah. Keep going. I, sorry. Um, what I'll say is that, um, yes, you can still have those ranks and say that it's it's an organization, like scientific organization, but at the end of the day, those ranks also fill positions that would be filled by the roles of military officers. Like you can have someone be the rank of lieutenant, but it's they're a lieutenant in security or they're a lieutenant who's uh, a science officer. Like this science is a division, but there's also security. But when you compare to the Klingons, for instance, there's no way that you can compare Starfleet to the, the Klingon Empire, or I mean, that's a military, uh, um, clearly a military um, <clears throat> uh, um, force because, and that's their primary thing, but to die in battle, to to be glorified in in a, in a fight. You know, while Starfleet, I think they avoid all costs, and this is not you know the primary primary role of them at all. I mean, they say it right there: explain, strange, explore. Exploration is their main uh, credo. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm still on the fence on this debate, but uh, in the interest of time, I'm going to have to go with one of you. So um, I, I, I don't think, Adam, you've done enough to prove it's not a military organization. Uh, you, you keep saying it's not their primary role, but you keep saying it is a role of their organization. So therefore, they are at least a part-time military organization. Um, and so... There, and I always come back to like, are they really like NASA? Because NASA is supposed to be a not a civilian organization, right, in the United States, but they have soldiers who they recruit as pilots and astronauts and whatever. Um, so it's, but it's 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 decidedly not. And Starfleet, I think, in in the in in Star Trek, tries to pretend more like it's NASA, but when they have to fight Klingons, then they're all of a sudden or Jemadar, they're all of a sudden uh, very structured. So I'm going with Bree on this, but. It's uh, it was it's 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 could have gone either way. Sorry, when you said arguing for, I heard for as in supporting. That's my we're bad. Good. We're good. That's okay. Yeah, it's because it's the be it resolved, right? Like, so it, mm -hmm. you know, we're saying that that's the the statement, and so if I say for, right. you're you're going for it. Mm -hmm. All right, be it resolved. The inner light doesn't deserve to be in everyone's top ten. Uh, just first of, of TNG or of all Star Trek. Um, we'll we'll go with TNG because it's always in everyone's top ten TNG list. It's I've not seen a list that it does not grace the the top ten of. Um, you haven't we'll seen go, mine. <laughs> we'll go for uh, Dave and against Adam. Okay. Like, listen, like this episode is fine, but it's not like a top 10 episode, like the best of both worlds right there. That's two of them, right? Right off the bat. You only got eight left and there's 179 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, there are plenty and plenty of episodes that I would put above the inner light. Uh, it's maybe a top 50 episode, but uh, it's not a top 10. So, Bree, this is actually one of my top ten. I, I, I love this episode, I, I, and I will go back to it and watch it time and time again and enjoy it just as much as the last time. I think that the story was unique, uh, very different to what we'd seen before in any Star Trek up until that point. Uh, and I, I love the idea that, that a culture embeds itself into somebody else just to perpetuate itself uh, decades or hundreds of years after the, it, it, it vanished. 
Loved it. Great story. It's a story of victimization. Picard was 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 against his will, given all these memory engrams and given a whole life he never wanted and asked for. And oh no, 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 that's not true at all. He he embraced it when he came back. Do you remember, you know, learning that flute, taking that back to him with like the fact that he was able to take on a culture and then I mean he's an explorer. Again, he's an explorer at heart, and he uh um, would have loved to tell that story, you know, and even the archaeology part of him. No, how do we know what his decisions were and what were not? Like it, it, it seems like he seems to know who he is, but by the, you know, he's fully embraced this culture, and he's, uh, you know, he's not even, he doesn't even remember his own life anymore. You know, I think that this was a during, during, but when he came back to the Enterprise, he sure did. He remembered it all, and, and he knew he knew his own role. You know, he knew he knew the captain. He just has a story to tell now about a culture that is not existing anymore. I think that's fantastic. There's like the measure of a man. That's two episodes. That's one that right there. You got uh, like all good things. The finale. That's two more. Like I can, I can definitely come up with ten episodes better than the inner light in the next. Oh, right. is Subrosa on that list for you? Subrosa is a is a masterpiece, <laughs> and it's, it's it's way too far down the list. You know, uh, in Star Trek Online right now, they're giving away an anaphasic candle uh, because that's how how much the fan base loves it. Candle sales went up worldwide fifteen percent after that episode. That's true. Aired, so. You know, <laughs> Duncan Regeer, Canada's own Duncan Regeer playing Ronan, uh, you know, also play Shakar. Uh, but this isn't about Sub Rosa. It's about that inner light yeah, episode. No one remembers. You know what? <laughs> all right, fine. Three, you're up. Um, I, I personally don't rank it in my top 10. However, hearing you explain why it's in your top 10, I hadn't even put the, th I mean, I knew, I know Picard's an archaeologist, but I hadn't thought about how he might view it as more of a like I, he would care a little bit more than than another captain in that same position because he does have that archaeological back backbone to him so i'll say for this one i'll go adam even though it's not in my top 10 i can now understand why other people would rank it as high as they do and 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 it was a unique story i, I... yeah the unique story i can't think of another time star trek did something like that yeah Sam, I'm on the board. He's on the board. Sam was also saying a fistful of datas is a top ten episode. I'm not sure. I like that. I like that one. I, <laughs> I like I was, the fun ones. We, we were talking about that one time, and I, I was saying I cannot understand the American culture's fascination with the Western, and they keep doing it. Yeah, they, yeah, they love a Western, and less uh, <laughs> so in Canada, I think. The bonding. Be it resolved, Archer giving the order to create the clone named Sim represented the end of his innocence and high ideals and how we should represent Starfleet and humanity. Who's got which side of this? Uh, Brief for Dave against. Okay. Um, I I would say that this this is probably the first time that we truly see Archer have to make the decision a decision that is so definitive about a character that they've actually grown to know. I mean, yes, the character wasn't there for as long as, you know, Trip, who he's trying to save, but he grew to know this character and in a way love this character. He was like a father figure. So to have to essentially pull the plug on someone who had a full life ahead of them, that that's an innocence you can't get back. And I think it sent him down a darker path. 
No, I don't think that was the beginning of his loss of innocence. I think that's maybe more the doctors, more specifically. I think that uh, that Archer goes along with the suggestion because Flox is pushing for it. I think that his true loss of innocence is actually when he uh, maroons those uh, Illyrians, when he steals their warp coil uh, so that he can keep going with the Zindi mission uh, and uh, and follow it through. And you see how much that tears him up. And, and, and he's never the same, really, after that episode. I would argue that as a counterpoint to that, he at least left them enough supplies that he wasn't killing them outright. He tried his best in that moment to at least give them a fighting chance. He did everything that he could to make it so that they weren't being, he wasn't giving them a death sentence. When he looked at Sim, he knew while raising him and before doing the procedure and as the procedure was about to happen, that he was taking an innocent life that didn't even ask for this. Like they're, captains they're exploring they're a ship out in in the world or out in the universe they are expecting trouble this is a life brought on only to die and he had to make that decision dave anything more well yeah he had like he knew that 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 life form was only gonna live 17 days he didn't really want to do it you know like flox really presents him with no other option to save his friend his chief engineer who he needs on this essential mission in order to save earth from a, a malevolent race um yeah and on, with the illyrian thing i think like yeah he might he leaves them with sort of like i don't know like a, a flashlight and a, a packet of food or something but he they have to crawl home for the next two years he doesn't he could have warped back and tried to follow up with them he could have tried to uh aid them or try to make it right he doesn't you know and you can see how how much he's torn up from that how 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 he, his obsession with the zindi continues even into season four when he's saying to Captain Hernandez, we need a. You need all the weapons you can get. We're gonna you're, and more, you know, out there. And he, he didn't even want to leave um, Space Dock in season one without a without a phase cannon. So I think that you can see how much that um, that mission with the Zindi really got to him. It, I know that the mission with like, the event with Sim is in the same season, but it's much earlier. And it's um, I don't think that's the real where he loses innocence. He never even talks about it again, but he does talk yeah, about the time. Okay, so I, I'm gonna give it to Dave, and the reason I said that is. I think it was our innocence that was lost there. I think that for me, and I actually I wrote it thinking the other opposite. I was going to go with Bree, but when, through the, through the, today I was thinking about the fact that I think it was us that was the first time we go. Oh, but I, don't, you're, I think you're right, Dave. He just walked away from it. He wanted to save Trip, and it was worth it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a great moment for him, but it's no. it's. I don't think that's the true like turn. But, but the Illyrian thing really shook him. You could see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. So am I the next judge? All right. Be it resolved, the retcons that of the original series we're getting in both Discovery and in Strange New Worlds are necessary, needed for this franchise to survive long term. So how about Bree? You can be for this and Adam, you will be against. Okay. Uh, the first one that pops off pops in my head that makes me immediately go towards the it does need to be done is the pilot episode the cage the first thing we really see captain pike do is look over at who would be unich and riley and say why is there a woman on this bridge and that is one of the most jarring things that happens even in in the original series like that's not something after the pilot you see again but then you've got uh pike in strange new worlds where he's a completely different person. He cares about all of his crew members, including Una, especially Una. And that's a change that absolutely needed to happen. Okay. Adam. 
I think that, you know, when you come back to the first first question I asked tonight was about on the, the doctors and the, 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 the um, subservient nurse, you know, I, I believe that they can, they, they don't, they don't, it's not necessary, Dave, to continue to into strange new worlds. And, and sorry, my time's up already, damn it. Um, no, not. Keep oh, going. pardon. That's the mm. 10 second one. Now it's up. Yep, thank you. He's just like, well, I, I yield my time. All right, free for all. Uh, uh, I, I think you're that, right. Go okay, ahead. Go. No, go ahead. I was going to say um, something else that I would call as an example that people would call a retcon is uh, like the uh, displays uh, that we see in, in Discovery where people are like, oh, this looks so futuristic for the time. But then at the same time, this is a the people arguing this forget that this is a experimental ship. I mean, we do see other ships like the Enterprise where they keep to canon. But this retcon makes sense because it's experimental. Adam, any counterpoints? No counterpoints on this one. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing with her on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Uh, if I could play devil's advocate, uh, yeah. I, when we watched that most, uh, the like the finale of uh, season one of Strange New Worlds, and uh, we saw that like the the bridge of the Romulan ship was shown to be look completely different. The uniforms are completely different, and I'm watching this going. Is this necessary? Did they need to do this? You know, I agree with like, you know, not being misogynistic. Like that, that's a, a change that needs to be made. But did the uniforms really need to change? Um, you know, and uh, but and Adam, you could have. I threw you another softball here. And again, goes to Brie. So all right. All right. Be it resolved, the NX-01 Enterprise was the worst or most dangerous ship to serve on. Okay, I'm going to say that. <laughs> I feel like you know a lot about Enterprise. I'll give you four, and I will give, uh, is it Dave? Yes, I'm Dave. Dave, Dave against. I'm against. So I'm, wait, I'm saying that it was the worst? Yeah, that's the most dangerous ship, not worst. And, like, yeah, it, it was the most dangerous ship. ship. Listen, you, you know. They had no idea what they were getting into at that point. They, they thought they had it all. If you remember that first episode, Archer's very insulted by the Vulcan saying, you're not ready, you're not, your ship's not ready. Uh, you guys have no idea what's out there for you. We're ready. They go, uh, Dave, you mentioned it earlier this, this evening here, without phase cannons, without proper weaponry, um, <clears throat> without proper uh, hull plating or shields, uh, no transporters, like stupid grappler hook that doesn't work, um, <clears throat> you know, in, in, in they just had no concept of how bad it can be and how dangerous it can be in space. Uh, and, and they're too far away from Earth to come back or any space dock to, to affect repairs. Uh, you know, I think at the end of this, this uh, the, the, the third season, we had 80, no, was it 20? There's 80 crew, so over 20 crew died, which is a big Sorry. part of that. 25 25% of the crew died in that first couple seasons. 
Well, sure they did, but like, come on, Voyager was losing people left and right, and they're like two hundred years later. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that the NX01 is any le- is any more dangerous than Voyager is per se, uh, or the Defiant, or you know, a lot of different like sort of smaller to medium sized ships. Um, I think it's got uh, a lot going for it. It's it's small, maneuverable. I think it's got uh, you know maybe the crew makes it dangerous because I think some of them are just inexperienced, but the ship itself is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So that would be my sort of counterpoint to all that. So mine again is that, you know, I think with any prototype ship, and it really is a prototype, is it is is inherently dangerous. You do not know all the things that can possibly go wrong. Even look at the space shuttle, you know, uh, an O-ring that blew up and killed all, all crew members. You know, that <clears throat> never happened again. They learned. So, you, you know, <clears throat> with, <clears throat> excuse me, with early early uh, models and early, early uh <clears throat> Facsimiles, you, you're gonna you're gonna inherently just be dangerous because you don't know everything that could possibly happen. Well, yeah, they like I, I I'll give it that they didn't have a phase cannon installed, but you know, like that was because they had to take a Klingon home, and that was kind of ahead of schedule. They weren't planning that. Uh, I think that uh, the uh, the ship is uh, good. I think that you see that the NX02 is pretty much the exact same ship with very few modifications, which show that it's a solid design. Uh, but that, having said that, though, I mean, they've also, you know, they've learned, they've, they've done different things to it. A little bit, little tweaks, but like they're not, it's not a complete <clears throat> redesign. Uh, you know, like the, the ship is, um, is a good design. It's solid. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's, I, I can't say anything bad about the Annex O1. Yeah. See, my whole thing is, is that, you know, there, there wasn't really a, with Annex O1, there wasn't really a test run. It didn't have too much space trials. You're right. They went to uh, Kling, uh, Klingon Homeworld to drop off the Klingon, but then they just kept going. They didn't yeah. come back. Right. You know, we you might have learned some stuff if you tried, you know, different things. Push the engines over five, work five, see what happens. You know, see what happens when you, you know, um, run into some some serious radiation. You know, things that, that could have... Uh, probably saved some some lives along the way. Well, they didn't need to figure out everything because they'd had freighters going warp one and two for a better part of a hundred years at that point, um, and uh, they kind of knew a little bit about space travel. It was just about going to further out, getting outside of the and sector. faster than any ship had done outside of this time. sector. So, way over time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to give it to Adam because as you started explaining like all the ways things can go wrong I also my mind went and even you you said um, uh, we've had freighters out and about but they haven't run into things like, and that was when I was like yeah oh exactly they hadn't even gotten it they didn't even know there were things to run into like the uh, I forget the anomaly that that when they would get close to the spheres that would warp the ship Oh, the and like yeah, the expanse went. I mean, no one. There was like one recorded instance, I think, of people going there, and it was the Vulcans, and they don't really share knowledge, so they kind of did go in blind. Right. That Here's was another one. Event Horizon. Uh, yeah. Now it's on F nine Ferrari. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, what, so very well. Very good show. We have a winner, Bree. Hey, way to go, Bree! Bree is the winner. Thank you. Good job, Bree. I was cheering you the whole time. All all the years of teachers and my parents telling me I should just go be a lawyer because I enjoy debating. Me too. It's all paid off for this moment. This it's podcast. Just, yeah. Be it resolved. Yeah. Be it resolved. We're in the JAG core now. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys both picked Bree to be for every single debate. 
<laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, yeah. there was, that's why yeah, I, I knew it. The second time I did it, I go, I, I just that's I never happened it. before. <laughs> I was, it wasn't so that we normally do things around here. Yeah, so well, hey. I who wants to? I don't. I'm too. I'm too nice to play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it just like, they couldn't do it to you. All right. Well, Dave. Uh, yes. You want to get? Want to give us the rundown of? Our little federation here. Oh, sure. How about, uh, I'll go big for this. How about this? Did you know that Live Long and Podcast, uh, well, this this channel is part of a united federation of podcasts, which features all kinds of great podcasters podcasting about a whole bunch of different topics, not just Star Trek. We have our Super Mater Brothers podcast, which we talk about a lot of TV shows like Survivor, Big Brother. We also like to do our Merry Mater Marvel Society. Speaking of which, uh, Davin and Andre have the X-Rated uh, show where they talk about X-Men, the animated series and X-Men related things. Andre also interviews people on the Graphic Histories podcast. Uh, very good show. Hold Up Movies with Davin and Andre uh, every second Wednesday. Now in season two, I was just recently on. Aim and on track. Mu uh, tomorrow, watch out for music. He's talking about Dark Side of the Moon and the Hellbound podcast with Alex and Michael uh, and Trivial Debates. Another a, a great show with a host and three contestants. That was a very tight rundown. You were you were going with the slides fast. I was like, I was gotta go. But also look out here on Live Long and Podcast uh, this Monday. We continue our Star Trek Enterprise rewatch series uh, coming up on In a Mirror Darkly. I'll be talking about that with uh, Adam and uh, Jody and Kevin. Uh, I think Jamil's coming in for that one. And uh, Star Trek Lower Decks right now. Uh, we're also covering. And look out for our different divisions, like the science division, the Live Long and Podcast Locutors division, and, uh, and, and, and whatnot. So anyway, that's our, those are our little plugs. Big Trouble with Trivia coming up on Sunday, Champions Edition. Is it this Sunday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not looking good for you. Why? Now I know about it, so now it's fine. <laughs> Sounds unprepared. Sounds unprepared. Well, how do you prepare for the trivia? Do I study? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us, Bree. Uh, good show, Adam. Good show, Dave. You you tried. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. You know, it's uh, <laughs> I, second place. I'll take it. Yeah, so All right. End right. transmission. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>